Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you fall in love with someone, you get more than just that person because they come with a whole community of friends and family. So now if you're lucky you find that these are all your peeps too, and that's great. However, in many cases, you find yourself surrounded by people you don't like and wouldn't choose to spend time with if it weren't for your partner. So today, I'm coming at you with the top six things you want to be doing if you don't like your partner's friends or family. I'm going to bring you some peace around this, so stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a number one Amazon best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connected and happy relationships. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in your relationship today. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. I love being here with you, as you know. Thank you for the emails you've been sending and just the general love coming my way. I appreciate our relationship very much, if I don't tell you enough. And uh, yeah, so so thank you, thank you. You can always email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com or go over to the website to the contact page. I reply to every email. Sometimes it takes me a minute, but uh, if you have a suggestion for the podcast or anything else, you know, hey, drop me a line or if you like it or whatever. Uh, And I want to remind people about my book, Be Happily Married, even if your partner won't do a thing. You can get that, um, gosh, every way, digital, uh, you know, physical copy or on Audible. And, uh, you know, I'm really proud of my book. I've said this before. It's just chock full. If you like the podcast, you would love the book. And even if your partner is amazing, or even if you're single or whatever, this book will still help. All the tools in, uh, that I give you will really help. And it's a great gift. So think about people for the holidays. It's a wonderful thing uh, to spread the word. Okay, so let's get to it today. 
Um, you know, and really, this is such a great topic because so many clients come to me struggling with this issue on some level. And so first I want to just say, you know, there's some common themes, right? There, there's definitely some some common ways that people are experiencing uh, not liking their partners, friends, or family. So one, there's like four that I think, there are four general themes. One is they don't like you, so you don't like them. So <laughs> you're don't like whoever they are because they are coming across not liking you. Um, I have a, had a client recently whose, uh, boyfriend's mom, uh, was just really being not nice to her and, and said to her, I'm, you know, you're not good enough for my son, said all kinds of things to her. And, you know, the boyfriend has, they'd both been divorced, my client and her boyfriend. And his divorce was particularly messy and bad. And there was just the ex-wife wasn't letting the grandmother see the kids and was, you know, on holidays and stuff. Like it was all these things. And so this mom, you know, was being overly protective clearly of her son and, uh, you know, was taking it out on this girlfriend. And so, yeah, so the girlfriend didn't like her, but I said to her, do you think you might like her anyway? I mean, maybe you would. So, so check that. Are you just not liking them because they don't seem to like you? That's not really a good reason not to like them. Um, and I'll talk about why as we move along here. But second thing that I see a lot is you don't like how your partner acts around those people. So maybe when uh, you're with their family, uh, your partner's family, the maybe his sister, let's say it's a, your man, his sister is sort of mean to you or not nice to you or says things that are undercutting and your partner doesn't support you, doesn't like stick up for you or, you know, kind of have that team concept with his family. Uh, maybe he even gets in on the teasing when he's with his family about you or something like that. Or maybe uh, your wife, when she goes out with her girlfriends, she gets stinky drunk. And you don't like that she's drinking so much and it's affecting your relationship and she's hung over the next day maybe or you're worried about what she's doing out there or whatever. Um, the third thing I see is you don't like them because of their politics or their personalities are just completely out of line with how you operate. So, you know, here in the United States, maybe you're a, a staunch Democrat and they're still, you know, talking about how great Trump is. And, uh, you know, you just feel like you're going to pull your hair out or what, you know, whatever that is, or just the way they sort of engage with things just feels really just yucky to you. And you would never be around these people otherwise. Uh, and the fourth one is the competition thing. And really the competition is part of all of this, but I'll, I'll get to that. And the fourth, you know, everyone's competing for your partner's attention. And so you might feel jealous of his friends or family. Uh, your partner might say to you, you know, oh, I'm too tired to do something. But then when they're with their friends, they've got lots of energy to do things, you know, and they're going off and whatever. Uh, so, you know, you might find that your girlfriend, um, you know, spends a lot of time maybe with her best friend or her sister and you're trying to um, do things with her and she's sort of off and running and, you know, not around. So there's like this jealousy and this competition for affection. You know, it, it seems like you're, there's a struggle going on. So those are the four things I see. If you, I'm assuming you see yourself in one of those in some, or maybe more than one. Uh, so no matter what the reason, 
when you don't like your partner's friends or family, it puts your partner in the middle and this spells a losing situation for everyone. And that's what I, if you get nothing else today, if you, if you have to stop listening right now, hear that. You've got to change this dynamic. Okay. You've got to change it. It's not, you can't allow this to just be because it will absolutely undermine your relationship in a number of ways. I'm not saying it means you're going to divorce or separate. I'm saying it's going to undermine your relationship and drive a wedge in between you that you're going to have a very hard time with. It, it, it denigrates trust. It, uh, again, has your partner feeling like they're pulled and struggling and nobody likes to feel this way. You know, you wouldn't like to feel this way if you were in the middle of that. It sucks. And you just don't want this energy in your relationship. It's, and there's no reason for it to be there. And I'm going to tell you why. So I'm going to come at you with my six, these are my six strategies, my six tips, my six things that you need to be thinking about and doing to change this situation because that's the goal. You've got to change what's happening. You you have to lead. You're listening, so you're the leader. I don't care if you're right that they shouldn't treat you this way. I say a lot, do you want to be correct or effective? And effective to me is everyone's getting along. It doesn't mean you love these people and can't wait to spend time with them, but it means that it's not painful. It's not a point of tension or contention in your relationship. That's what I'm talking about. So let's get to it. So First things first is that you have to check yourself before you speak to your partner about this. So yeah, if if you look anywhere, if if you looked up right now, you know, what do I do if my if I don't like my partner's friends or whatever, it's gonna say, oh, be honest, you know, be really honest with your partner. And I I actually don't love that. <laughs> I don't, I mean, yes, of course, be honest, but I, I don't like when it just says it that way because it's not telling you how. It, uh, you know, if you just go up to your partner and say, your, your friend's an, an asshole and he does this and he does that and I don't like him and da, 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 that's not going to get you very far. It's really not. It's, it's maybe correct to you, but it's certainly not effective. So that is not a good strategy. So I want to be clear about what I mean by being honest, because first you have to be honest with yourself. And that's what every single thing you read should say. <laughs> It should say, first, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? You need to check in. You need to dig deep and figure out why you don't like your partner's friends or family members or whoever it is. You, you've got to do that. Is it, And again, is it because you don't like them? So you, they don't like you, so you automatically don't like them back? Is it uh, because you think your partner's going to cheat if they hang out with certain friends? Uh, again, is it just fear-based? Do you feel like anytime your partner's not with you that you, you, you're worried and you get anxious and you're scared? This, this is a problem. Your dislike of them is likely fear-based in some way. And so you've got to get clear on this first and foremost before you have a conversation with your partner, before, before that conversation. So you want to be honest with your partner, but first you need to understand what you're being honest about. What what is it? And you really want to take some time before this conversation. You want to speak to your partner about how you feel, about how you feel, not about what their friends or family do or say. And that's the most important thing. Do you, you need to hear me. I'm going to repeat it. You can only talk about how you feel, how you feel. You don't know for sure what the friends or family mean when they say something. And so don't go there. Don't be diagnosing them. Well, your dad's just a narcissist and he da 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 da. Nope. Don't, don't do it. 
Don't do it. Well, your, your friends are really mean when they say blah, blah, blah. Don't do it. So don't go there. Just talk about you. You've got to be open and non-judgmental in this conversation. So I would tell you first and foremost to set intention before you have this conversation. And we all know that I have a ton of things on setting intention. So uh, I will, as always, a link to them in the show notes and you, or you could go to the website and just search, you know, on the blog page and the podcast page, there's a search bar. Uh, it's only on those pages. It's not like on the top of the menu. Um, so if you go to one of those pages and search, you know, a keyword like that, like setting intention, you will get all the goods. So, um, but I really, I call that the 18 second pause. So before, you know, you're interacting with your partner and talking about this, you know, that's really a, uh, this is a serious conversation. This is something you should take very seriously and not just, you know, kind of do off the cuff or in a moment or without thought first. So, and if you, so if you, cause if you go in with guns blazing, you're going to be sorry. I'm telling you right now, th- it's, it's a lose, lose. So don't go there. And, and here's how you really know if you're having this conversation and your partner starts defending their friends or family, they start defending the person you're talking about, you, you, you're doing it wrong because they're feeling like they have to take sides. And guess what? They just took the other person's side. And then you get more upset because you feel abandoned and rejected. You feel like you're not a team. You feel like they're not, you know, they don't have your best interest at heart first. And it's really because you've set up the conversation wrong. You've set it up in a way that it, you know, forced them to immediately take a side. And, you know, I want to just say really clearly that someone's friends, especially maybe before they were, usually it happens before they're in a relationship with you, they already have these friends and their family, they certainly had before you. These are people that they have chosen to have in their life. They have chosen these people for, whether it's for good or bad reasons, it doesn't, that's not what's here. That means that that's part of their identity. It's part of who they are in the world. It's part of how they think and how they operate. And for whatever reason, you know, these people are part of that. And if you attack them, it's like you're attacking your partner. You are telling your partner that their choices are bad, that maybe even their own self is bad, that, they, that they're wrong some way. Again, it's part of their self-concept. So you have to really be thoughtful about how you talk about it. You can't just, again, go in there with guns blazing. So definitely stay away from any character assassinations or what I say diagnoses, you know, like saying, oh, well, she's just depressed, so she does this, or she's mean, even just something like that. They're mean, they're vindictive, they're, you know, all of that stuff, those are like, you're diagnosing them, like you're giving them a label and it's a character assassination. Don't go there. It should only be, you know, if you don't like how your partner acts after, you know, so again, like the example I gave earlier, maybe your partner drinks or parties too much with these people or gets into other risky behavior with them. so, but even then you need to talk about your own, cause what are you really worried about? So they're drinking, they're doing whatever. What are you really worried about? My guess is you're really worried that they're going to cheat at the end to end, end of the day, or you're in something where you don't like that they're having fun without you. That's, that's kind of shitty. I say with love, you're, you should be happy when your partner's having fun without you. That's great that they're having fun. So anytime they're having fun, whether it's with you or without you, be happy for them. This is all the competition stuff, which again, I talk about ad nauseum. Uh, and if you want more on that, you can, you know, really check out my TED talk. Um, that would be the best way to uh, learn more about how to 
you know, that this competition is really eating at your relationship and destroying it slowly. So you should be happy for them. So this is again, why you check in with yourself. Why are you really worried? And you might say, well, I don't want them driving under the influence or, uh, yeah, is, are, are they doing that? So maybe then you would just say, Hey, I really, uh, need you to make sure that you always have a designated driver that you get an Uber or a service or something. Um, on the, and when you go out with your buddies, just, I just want to make that really clear. I just, I get too afraid if I think you're out driving drunk and, or driving under the influence or someone else's. So please, you know, for me, go have fun, have a great time, but please do these things. That's a very different conversation because you're not even talking about the friends. So again, you've got to get to your own insecurities, your own fear about this. You, you know, maybe because they bomb their family, again, you feel like, oh, they're eventually going to divorce me or break up with me or whatever. Again, that's fear-based. It's not helpful. And so this, so you, so you would then talk about your own insecurities, you know, your own thing that's going on. That's the real conversation. And it's not about their friends or family. It's about you and your partner. It is not about these other people. So if any part of this conversation is about the other people, you are not doing it well. You are not, you are being correct, not effective. And I want you to be effective. So think of that first. How, what do I want to say that's about me and my partner? Hey, when you, uh, I have to say, you know, when you're with your family, it really, I, I get really insecure. I feel like, um, you're going to end up breaking up with me, that somehow you're going to be listening to the things that they say about me and that that's going to, um, change your mind about me. And it scares me. It really does scare me. And I, I need you to know that. Um, and I want us to figure out a way that I can feel more comfortable and at ease and, uh, more confident in all this, you know, how let's, you know, it's a we problem, right? It's a, it's an us thing. And that's a very, very different way to approach. And in my vast experience, my 30 years of doing this, what I have found is that when you have that approach, your partner doesn't want to hurt you. That's not what they're thinking about. And now it's not about defending their friends or their family. Now it's about trying to bond with you. Oh, you know, babe, I, I, I love you. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even hear those things my mother says. You know, she said that about every, you know, uh, boyfriend I've ever been with or girlfriend I've ever been with, you know, those are not things that I take to heart at all, you know? So, uh, you know, and then you can have a different conversation about how to be in that relationship. It's such a different way of being. So that's number one. And by the way, if you do nothing else and do that, you will be successful. You will definitely start to shift what's happening, but I'm going to give you more to make it really good. Uh, <laughs> but that's number one. So number two is, and, and again, all these are sort of related and, and, and interwoven and overlap, but I want to say them very uh, specifically separated. Number two is don't try to convince your partner that they suck. Don't try to convince them. Just about the worst thing you can do is to try to make your partner see that their family is crazy or that their friends are a-holes. That is just about the worst thing you can do is to try to convince them of something and give them all these facts. Again, all this does is force your partner to defend them and again, kind of sort of defend themselves for liking these friends or having this family or having a relationship with these people. It doesn't do anything else. That's all it does. And if you if you don't like how your partner, again, acts around these people, then talk about how your partner acts instead of blaming their friends or family, which is the right thing to do anyway, because it, your partner's a grown-ass person. 
So they need to take, you know, it's their responsibility. No one can make you do anything as an adult. I mean, give me a break unless you're, you know, under some sort of torture, physical kidnapping. Uh, This is not, they can't make anything happen. So you really want to talk to your partner about that. And again, be in that loving stance. Don't be in the frustration. Don't be in the fear-based emotions. Don't be in the overwhelm, the jealousy that you've got to change. You have to set that intention first. You have to bring it back and really get hold of that before you have the conversation. Because remember, your partner will pick up on that energy and you will be screwed. So, oh, excuse me. Uh, (laughs) I hiccuped. So uh, don't go there. Okay. So don't, don't try to make your partner see something. Just that's not the tactic to take. All right. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Number three, and this I hopefully should come with it, but don't make your partner choose. So, and by this, I mean, don't give them an ultimatum. You know, your friends are me, your family are me. Don't do it. If you refuse to ever see their family or ever socialize with their friends, you force your partner to constantly choose. They they have to constantly choose. And this isn't a role you want to be in. You are going to be the bad guy. I promise. It's going to be about you. And it's, you might quote unquote, get what you want. Maybe your partner doesn't see certain friends or doesn't see their family as often as they'd like or whatever, but I don't know what you've won because they are going to get resentful. There's no two ways about it. They're going to get resentful again, because you have to work out what the issue is. You've got to get to the real meat of the thing, not this top stuff. And let me just say that before you, if you're not married, you know, if you're not living together yet or whatever, if you're not in that, um, you know, lifelong commitment stance yet, you really want to take care of this stuff first and foremost. I, I just, I get it all the time. People think that once they're married, things will change. And once they're living together, things will change. No, these people are these people. So if you really feel like you can never live with these people, no matter what, you need to walk away before, not try to force something later. And you know, sometimes people have said to me, well, their family changed after we got married or their friends changed once we got married or or once we had kids or what, you know, and that could very well be, but you're still, you know, you're still, you're in this relationship now then, and the ultimatum isn't, isn't for you. And again, it's not just an ultimatum, like your friends or me. It also could be you just saying, well, I'm not going to spend any more. That's an ultimatum. I'm not spending any more time with your family. I'm not seeing them anymore. I'm not going to see your friends anymore. That's an ultimatum. And unless there's, you know, if there's physical abuse, emotional, you know, really serious emotional abuse, then 
of course, you don't need to spend time with these people, but then there's a, a larger issue. And I, I actually really hope you would go to a professional therapist at that point. If it's that serious, whatever's happening, then it's really scary that your partner is in that kind of relationship with them. And so, you know, or, or your partner themselves doesn't go, oh my God, why am I with, you know, why am I allowing my mom to treat my, uh, my partner this way? Why am I allowing it? You know, if they're not in that space, then you probably need some professional help to sort of break that down. Uh, if these other things aren't working. Okay. But I want to be clear that, um, you, even in that, you know, again, like when you speak to them, you want to try to figure it out. The goal is to try to figure out how you can all be together in some way. So I would say no matter what, at the end of the day, don't complain about your partner, partner's friends or family to them. Don't complain to them. It's, it's a kind of dynamic you don't want. You can, you know, bitch to your best friend or your therapist, but not to your partner about these people. And so if you just need to vent or something, that's fine. With other people, not with your partner, and obviously not with your partner's friend that you do like about the other friends because they're going to tell your partner. You know, it needs to be something that's sort of in your world that's not going inter- to interact. Sometimes people complain, you know, to that partner's one friend when they don't like the other friend because they they want the friend to say something and them to all work it out. Don't do that. That's manipulative. Don't go there. Don't You don't need to do that. So again, don't make them choose. Okay. Number four. So we're halfway there. Number four is to, you got to practice acceptance. And and I don't mean that you just have to roll over and take it. I'm not talking about that. But I am saying that your goal is to stop any tension that you or your partner are having regarding their friends or family, right? That's the goal. You just want to get this tension gone. Your goal isn't necessarily to just love and adore these people. Your goal is to not be triggered by them, to uh, feel calm around them, to be able to uh, feel like your partner has your back around them. Those, those are your goals. So you, you just you don't want this to be an ongoing point of contention. And at the end of the day, if you choose to stay in this relationship, if, if you're like, hey, I'm not going anywhere, then you're going to need to accept these people. <laughs> you're going to need to accept them. You can draw boundaries. You can say your feelings. But acceptance is key. In other words, that you, you just go, this is it. You know, this is their sister. This is their aunt. This, you know, this is the grandmother that they love. This is their best friend. This is their, you know, whatever drinking buddy. This is this person. And so how do I embrace this and accept this? And again, draw my boundaries, do my thing. And I will tell you something really interesting when, and I've seen it over and over and over, when you stop fighting you know, and having, because what you're doing, you're creating a power struggle, right? And your partner doesn't want to going to say they're wrong and give up this friend generally. So, but if you just let it go and accept and just whatever, your partner will often come to a new conclusion. You know, they're growing, they're changing. Maybe you've had kids now, maybe things have changed now. You know, they're coming around. Give them, Maybe give your partner a minute uh, to, to realize what's happening. And you'll see that when you take that out, then they can come to their own conclusion and they can, you know, come to their own aha moment about it because they're not fighting you. So, you know, how, you know, people will cut off their nose to spite their face, right? Cut off their nose to spite their face. You know, you've done it. Don't lie. I know you. I see you. You've done it yourself. You know, you get in that power struggle with your partner and you just don't want to admit you're wrong. So you just, uh, you know, just dig in your heels. So don't make it a power struggle. 
and practice this acceptance. Just again, this idea that this person is here and my goal is to figure out how to find calmness and serenity around it in, with including my partner. And so I have to figure that out. And that's that's it. And then you just go from there. And you will see things start to move and change with that mindset, which is the best. Okay, number five, and this sometimes is a hard one, but I really want you to do it. You got to put yourself in their shoes. You, you, you've got to take a minute. And this really goes with number one when I talked about checking in with yourself and really thinking things through. You, But I want to pull it out here. So why, so if they don't like you, why do you think they don't like you? If they're mean to you if or what you experience is mean or you experience is cutting or whatever, why do you think it's there? Just just be an arm, armchair psychologist for a minute. Don't go diagnosing them out loud, but you know, in your head. Like the example I gave before when I talked to my client about this, you know, uh, future mother-in-law, uh, we really talked and I said to her, I, when I asked her, well, why do you think she's so, you know, nasty to you or whatever? She said to me, well, you know, she really hates the ex-wife. And I was like, oh, tell me about this ex-wife. You know, and once we started talking and then I said to her, so, so you see why, right? Like it's right there for you. And she said, well, yeah, but it's not fair. And I said, well, I know it's not fair, but so you have to win this woman over. You've got to win her over. You know, like, and I'll talk about how to win them over in a minute, but you know, you, you have to shift out of this. She was just hating this woman because she, the woman didn't like her. It was being not nice to her, which I understand, but you know, have some empathy, have some, you know, have some kindness around it. Um, I have another client, um, you know, who, uh, cheated on her partner and his family and he told his family, you know, this happens sometimes when some cheating happens. And so the family is like hating her, even though they're back together, even though they've done really good work around this issue, even though, again, her husband had responsibility, it wasn't his fault, but responsibility and where the, the marriage was, all of that, they both are at peace with it, but his family isn't letting it go. <laughs> and so, uh, and I just said to her, you know, you're going to have to just be accepting that this is where they are right now. And it's going to take a while likely, but if you can be steady and true, if you can keep showing this great relationship with the two of you, then just keep showing up, keep showing up with love. That's your job. But, you know, have some understanding. If this was your child and this happened to your child, you would probably also have a really hard time letting go. And she was laughing. She goes, I, I'd kill some, I'd kill him, you know? And I was like, well, you know, so, so sometimes you have to think about that. Then again, why don't you like them? Maybe if it's, if it's your, you to them and they love you, but you just can't stand them, really think about it. If you, if you just don't get along, you know, think about things from their point of view. And it might tell you why they don't like you, why there's tension, why, you know, why you're having such a hard time with them. Maybe again, they're just jealous of you. Maybe it's a friend who now uh, that, you know, maybe these these women were best, best friends and did everything together. And now she sort of dropped her friend and now she's, you know, with you all the time. But when you were dating, of course, she was kind of complaining to her friend about some things, or maybe now that you've been married, even she's complaining to her friend about some things. And now this friend like hates you, you know, but it's really from this point of, uh, that she is jealous and she wants her friend back. She wants this relationship back and she sees you as the threat. So, you know, you got to get there and have compassion and just really think that through and try to have empathy try to have, you know, think to yourself, wow, this person's in a lot of pain. It, you know, they are in their own thing. I can't change them, but 
uh, I can understand what's happening. And it, it can just help loosen the grip and loosen your own vitriol, your own negativity, your own nastiness back, which will stop the, again, the power struggle. You want to get out of the power struggle and you want to get out of having your partner feel like they're in the middle of something. So if 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 this if in this scenario if your wife's girlfriend is just you know always bitching about you to her but you don't say a word about the girlfriend and you just take the high road guess what the the wife is is going to it's going to become very apparent cuz there's no more now there's no more struggle and now guess what she's going to start defending you to the girlfriend that's what's going to start happening she's going to start defending you she's going to start you know because she can now she can be on that team because she's not feeling pulled between the two of you it really does change the dynamic and you really want to work on it and it's really great when you can do it from a loving heart as you know and that brings us to our final strategy tip way to be number 6 which is, and it's twofold, get ready and be kind. (laughs) So if you do need to spend time with them, make sure you get yourself ready first so that you, and the setting intent, like I, I talked about setting intention earlier with your partner, you know, before you have a conversation about people you don't like, well, it's the same thing. If you're going in to, uh, you know, a holiday dinner or whatever, or night out or, you know, once we can all go out again, right? Uh, but, or if any interaction with them, whatever that might be, if you're going to go into that, you have to calibrate first. And I did a whole month of this last month. I talked about calibration. I talked, you know, setting intention all the time, but you've got to get your head in the right place. You have to get aligned first. You have to be humming at such a high frequency before you walk in to the situation. So I want you thinking, okay, you know, I am setting intention. We're going to get along really great today. Nothing they say is going to bother me. I'm going to be a, you know, a duck. It's going to be water rolling off my back. Um, We're actually going to get along great and have a relationship like we've never had before. We're going to reach a new point. Uh, I'm I'm gonna feel that kindness and love to them. I feel it right now. They, they and no matter what else they they birthed my my partner and I love them for that. Or you know they've been a friend to him all these years or her all these years and I love them for that. Whatever that is, find it, find it, and just bring yourself to that place. You know that calibrate at that higher level. Expect better things. If you go in expecting crap, you're going to get crap. I guarantee you. Uh, You know, you got to expect better things. You have to set yourself up to embrace better things happening. That is when that happens. And remember, this is part of your brain chemistry. What do I talk about all the time? Your reticular activating system or your RAS for short, that filter between your conscious and subconscious minds. When you think consciously something, you're like, I'm, we're going to get along. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be a, you know, what show it's going to suck. This is going to be the worst dinner ever. They're going to be mean to me. Uh, when you're in that state, your RAS sends that as an order to your subconscious to look for those things, to look for your in-laws being mean to you, to look for the friends, uh, undercutting you or making jokes at your expense, to look for those things. And it'll find a lot of them. And more importantly, remember, your RAS will filter out anything that doesn't match. So when they're being kind, 
when they're being loving, when they're being inclusive, when they're being funny with, you know, with you, not at you, you'll miss it. Your RES will filter that out and you won't even see it. So it's so important to engage that part of your brain chemistry to that circuitry, to get that moving in the right direction and to get that energy of yourself in a higher space. When you walk in the room and you are vibrating at that amazing, loving, open, kick-ass energy, people are drawn to that. People lean into that. So don't calibrate to other people in the room. Let Make them calibrate to you. Be the dominant vibration in the room. Be that. And again, I did a whole podcast on this. I will link to it in the show notes. You know, if you, and there's a really great, um, uh, meditation, a three minute visualization that you can listen to with my fabulous voice. If, you know, to really get yourself stoked, I, I highly recommend you do that right before you go in, that you calibrate right before you walk in and just feel, take three minutes in the car or whatever before the Zoom or, you know, however it is and get yourself in that place. And then, you know, so anticipating these good interactions and then you have to stay mindful throughout the interactions and make sure you continue continually act from this place of love, not fear when you interact with them. So if, you know, maybe something gets said to you and it sort of throws you off your game for a minute, be mindful. You got to be mindful. Don't get on autopilot. Be in those moments and go, oh, crap. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me recharge. (laughs) Maybe go in the bathroom and psych yourself up in the mirror, whatever you got to do. Go for a little walk around the block, whatever's going to help you kind of get your energy back up and then come and meet the day again. So really, So at the end of the day, really, this means kindness, patience, and compassion. That's what I'm talking about. Find that loving place in your heart. You might not be, I want to say this really clearly, you might not be a fan of, you know, Roger, your partner's best friend, but you're a fan of your partner. You don't have to be a fan of all these other things. You're a fan of your partner, which means that you support these things that your partner is attached to and loves. So whether that's something they like to do, if they like to play tennis, you support that. Well, they like uh, Roger, so support that in whatever way feels authentic and good. And again, that might just mean that you don't, you know, diss Roger all the time, (laughs) that you're supportive in the ways you can be. Uh, You know, and so think of that. You're doing it for them. Think of how much you love your partner and find it in yourself to be loving and kind to those that your partner loves. That's really what that's about. And I just want to wrap up by saying that, you know, in the end, your job is to bond with your partner. You're a team and you need to be strong in that team. The stronger the two of you are together, the more likely these friends or family will come around, will, they'll come around to you. They'll, you know, the, the more likely they'll be to start liking you and having a better relationship with you since, you know, you're not going anywhere and they're, they're seeing that strong bond. And, you know, I, as I said before, you know, the big issue is this competition. They're competing with you or you with them, but it takes two to compete. So pull yourself out of that dynamic, put yourself into that, that loving bomb with your partner. And that's where the magic happens. And, um, and actually, you know, I have a free communication toolkit for couples, which would be the perfect thing to be doing right now, especially around the holidays, uh, that you can download. I'll link to that in the show notes. And, uh, you can come on over abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. And what I want you to do is, you know, download that. It's quick. It's easy to use. It's some great tips in there just to get that communication flowing because the better that is, the more bonded you are, the better all the rest of this will be. And there you have it. So 
Those are my six tips. What to do if you don't like your partner's friends or family. I know that you can turn this ship around. I have faith in you. And thank you for spending time with me today. It's as always a honor and honor and a pleasure to be here. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.